The Ziggler Show comes from the legacy of Zig Ziggler and brings together personal and professional growth, business success, and faith. I'm your host, Kevin Miller. In this episode, coaches, consultants, and counselors we want to know about the most challenging part of your business. How many of you are incredible with helping clients, but it's other areas of your business where you struggle? So I asked the Ziggler audience just that. What area of your business is the greatest challenge for you? And I did title it for coaches, consultants, and counselors. Now, counselors are a little bit different, but the business model is very similar. Well, Tom Ziegler and I read through the comments and gave counsel primarily to the business of coaching, consulting, and counseling. Ziegler's in the business of helping grow these kind of businesses. It's what Tom Ziegler specializes in with his Choose to Win coaching program, which, of course, you can see at ZieglerShow.com slash CTW. I promote that a lot. This, however, is just our best counsel to the questions asked free for the taking. Uh, and a heads up, the most popular question was in regards to marketing and lead generation, and we saved that for the last issue that we covered, and we spent a quite a bit of time on it. So Tom and I'll get started with your questions after I share what else we have going on for you and some great products and services. Well, Tom, great, really great questions here. You're going to enjoy this. You spend so much of your time working with people in coaching. And as I will have said in the intro, um, obviously, you know, that's a big part of what Ziggler does and is about and what you do with the Choose to Win coaching program. And uh, I'm shameless in promoting that. And you'll hear us refer to it, folks. But this is not just a, uh, a promo for that service. A lot of you, it'll make a lot of good sense. But we're going to give our best counsel, right? Right here, right now. Uh, I'm going to start off with Jeff. Uh, Jeff Bayless, neat guy who I, I appreciate all of his posts to a lot of our shows. But he said, I mentor and coach several people in the military and in my network. The hardest part of this responsibility is remaining objective and not over-identifying with an expectation that the person will always have the most positive outcome. I tend to find myself not giving direct advice as often as I attempt to ask really good questions so they can come up with their own conclusion. If it isn't their idea in the first place, it's hard to have buy-in and ownership. And this has been the most successful approach in my ability to help and serve others. Tom, great question. That's one that resonates to me because that I, I, I struggled with that significantly when I first started coaching and consulting with people that I, I over-identified with, that I found myself taking too much responsibility in my role as, as coach and consultant, for one, and two, uh, sometimes wanting it more than they did, I felt like, and, and not letting them have their own process and their own uh, pursuit. So uh, yeah, I think it's a great, it's one, it's a great issue that I don't often hear brought up in regards to coaching, consulting, counseling. Yeah. Well, we talk about at Ziegler and, and of course we have different coaching programs and we have choose to win coaches and Ziegler coaches uh, that are out in the marketplace is, is we say this, you know, people, people don't buy coaching. Let me say that again. People don't buy coaching but they will invest in their dreams. And we don't know what their dream is. We don't, Kevin, I don't, you know, I'd have to ask you a lot of questions to understand what your real dreams are. Yeah. And so what that comment is, that's the essence of that is the way you dig into that. The way you uncover that is you ask questions. And as you ask those questions, you start uh, discovering and helping them reveal, well, what does that mean to you? And, you know, some, some great questions are, well, what if everything stays the same? Because what we're trying to do is we're trying to, in the person we're coaching or consulting, we're trying to first paint, help them paint the picture using their own words, right? So that comes out of the questions you ask. Where is it they want to go? What do they want to achieve? What are the dreams they want to accomplish? And so we've got this target, right? This, this thing that we're going after, and then we've got to understand, well, why are we talking in the first place? What's the challenge now? What if nothing changes? Because ultimately, whether it's coaching or consulting, the person that you're working with, they have to be the one who wants it, who has to change and who has to take the steps. Yeah. It's, it's, um, 
it's different. You know, if, if somebody's doing great while you're coaching them and they're not doing great when you're not coaching them, then you're not being as effective as you should be. Right. Yeah. Because once you, once you start digging into questions, now they're taking action. Uh, yeah. I got to the point, Tom, after I heard the comment a few times of, yeah, you know, I'm going to try this. I hope it'll work for me. And, and I realized that made me step back and, and come back and, and respond, you know, with all due respect, it won't work for you. You will work for you. Uh, I can help guide. And but again, yeah, I, I think we often as coaches and consultants and I am including counselors, though, I will put that as a, the, the methodology and what you're dealing with uh, personal you know, responsibility and uh, behavioral psychology is the same, though. Counseling has some different aspects you know, to that. But from a business standpoint, still very similar. And even from uh, a methodology, a lot of similarities. And I, I came into coaching, Tom. Well, Pikes Peak is, is, is behind my office here. You know, and if somebody says, hey, man, I want to get to Pikes Peak, man, I, could, I could take them. I could take them on the trail. I could even carry their stuff like a Sherpa, you know, to where all they have to do is plod along. And I think sometimes we can view, I did coaching like that, man, I know how to get there. I'm going to do it. I'm going to take you there, but I ended up doing it for them instead of like you're saying that, you know, there's, there's, it's never quite that clear. There's never a, a solid, tangible, definitive destination that somebody's getting to that you can do for them. It is an organic process. It is a fluid process. And to step back, just like, uh, just like Jeff is saying, and we've got to ask the right questions and be beside them. Uh, but they got to do the work. Uh, it's a, that's a hard lesson. I think for a lot of us, uh, Dallas here, he says, Dallas Patton, I'm interested in this topic as I just finished an introductory program to coaching. However, I haven't launched yet as it's still unclear which direction I should go currently. And I ask, which direction do you mean as far as coaching or just the next? Uh, I said, I ask if the area of coaching or the next step in building his business. He says, I'm not real sure. I've completed this first course. However, I see no clear avenue to direct my efforts towards. I'm completely satisfied in my day job, working construction projects all across the U.S. However, I felt the Lord nudging me in this direction for others as I've been developing myself for many years for something more. I don't know what that is yet. However, I believe I will be be prepared once that day comes. As it stands, I walk by faith wherever the wind blows. Man, I appreciate his heart. That's, that's a difficult place, Tom. I'll never, I, I, I'll always remember people, I often get this, I'm sure you do too, who will say that I want to be a coach or, or what I used to get is I want, I want to speak. I want to speak. I want to be a, I want to be a professional speaker. Uh, okay. Uh, and talk about what? Well, I don't know yet, but I want to be a professional speaker. It's just not the right format. You know, speaking, coaching, writing, those are vehicles for a specific message you want to impart. I don't know that we know anybody. I've never met anybody, Tom, who's a really successful author. And you ask them about it. And they say, you know what? I just wanted to write. So I just started writing about man, anything that came to mind. And it did really well. I've just not experienced it happening. You experience a profound book and message uh, from somebody who had that message. They heartfelt just compellingly, convictedly wanted to impart, and they chose that format. And we have lots of formats. You can write, you can do a podcast, you can be on stage speaking, and you can be a coach and help people that way. But it's a vehicle. The point is, what do you want to impart to others? I'm not hearing that from Dallas. Yeah, you know, I think uh, just just understanding what his comment there. Is you know he's meant for more, okay? And so I want to I want to give you two ideas, Dallas. And this is something that we also teach. Uh, the first one is to really dig into and get clarity on your why and your purpose. And so I want to give you a little uh, thought model that you can use, and, and it's I guess a Gantt diagram or a Gantt chart or whatever. Imagine three circles that intersect in the middle, okay, where they overlap. So one of the circles is what makes your heart sing? What do you love to do more than anything else? Something that you can get involved in and it, it feels like five minutes and you look at your watch and it's been four hours. Okay, so think about that. What is it that when you're in the flow, you're in the groove, you're loving, you're excited about? Number two, what problem, what problem do you solve? 
So the people who know you and who do life with you, what kind of problems do they just naturally bring you? Are they relationship problems? Are they business problems? Are they creative problems? Are they math problems? And what you'll start to discover is that they're, they've already figured out what your gift and talent is. And that's why they come to you on a regular basis to help with those problems. And then the third one is, what's the biggest challenge or obstacle you've overcome in your life? You know, did you, did something happen to you early on? Was it a broken home? Did you did you make a bad business decision or career decision and you had to deal with those consequences? There's everybody I know has overcome something in their life. And where those three areas intersect, something you love to do, something that you're gifted and talented in, and an area that you have overcome where those three places intersect, that's a great place to look. Yeah. Now, I want to encourage you, you don't have to leave a job that you seem to really love in order to coach people. In fact, Kevin, I'll never forget this. Uh, somebody came into our office and this guy was a high end executive. I mean, his company they work for over 400 years old, international. OK, so we're talking uh, a long term big company. And he was one level down from senior executive status. So thousands of employees, he basically can talk to the big bosses. Yeah. And he travels the world and he was doing things. And he, and he came to me privately and he said, look, I feel called to coach and to lead and develop. And I'm going to have to leave my business to do that. And I said, well, who do you want to lead and develop? OK, so that was the first question, Dallas. Who do you feel called to help? This guy said, uh, young leaders, 25 to 35. And I said, why is that? And he said, well, because when I was at that age and my career was taking off, somebody mentored me and kept me from making some career ending choices. Hmm. And I want to have the same impact on bright young leaders who might need the same guidance. And I said, well, let me ask you another question because I knew about his company. I said, the place where you work, uh, do they like to hire all their leaders from the outside or do they like to promote from within? And he said, well, uh, actually we like to develop and promote from within whenever we can. And I, then I asked the question, uh, well, are there any young leaders who fit the, you know, that category that you talked about? And he said, oh yeah, we've got a bunch like that. And I said, well, I've got a crazy idea. Why don't you go talk to executive leadership? Why don't you, why don't you uh, talk to them and see if they would be okay with you doing a pilot program, maybe mentoring and coaching five or 10 young leaders in your business. And then all of a sudden this guy's eyes lit up because he never he never realized that God had placed him in that position for a reason and that he had more access to people who would actually listen to him because he had the built-in respect of the position that he had in that business. And so Dallas those are those are two ideas for you. You know, search for your purpose in the intersection of those three circles. And don't think that it's got to be separate and distinct from what you're doing now. You might be able to mentor and lead some people right where you are as part of what you do. Tom, I've got a, a dear, one of my dearest friends, Hermine Stearman. She worked for Hewlett Packard at a high level for a lot of years. And she just found herself consistently counseling with people, her employees, her coworkers, even her bosses and managers. That was her gifting and that kept happening and happening until she decided to pursue that full time. She went after, I think she was past the age of 55, went and got a, I think a four-year degree in about two years uh, while still working her day job. I uh, got a degree in counseling and then built a really successful practice, which brings up the the aspect that my dad, Dan Miller of 48 Days, that many people here know, that he always referenced when people talked about being a coach, being a consultant, being a counselor. He said, are people currently coming to you for advice? 
that's a telltale sign. Now I say that, and it, there could be somebody out there who's a great candidate and people are not, maybe they're not in exposed to a lot of people right now in their current job or position or whatever. So it's not a hundred percent, but generally, just as you said, Tom, we find that people will be coming to you for, just like you said, that area that you can solve a problem, that area that you have mastery, some level of mastery. I, I, I won't say mastery because we can't ever have perfect mastery, but we can have areas of expertise of mastery. Right. And we just got a Facebook comment from Chad Porter, who is a speaker, hmm. uh, trainer, but mainly a keynote speaker. And he's recently started doing some, some coaching. Excellent. And he just, he just says, you know, there's nothing more satisfying than branching into that because you get to walk with somebody, you get to help them through some of the issues in life, give them a little bit of guidance, ask those questions. And, and so, you know, maybe you're listening to this and you're already in a business and you've got some credibility because you've got some tenure. Hey, you don't, you don't have to have a position of authority to take on the role of coach or mentor inside of a business. You can have tenure, you can have respect, you can be a professional, all that you do. And when you take a genuine interest in somebody who comes along and says, hey, I need some guidance, why not? There is no greater, uh, we call it significance. Significance is when you help someone else be, do, or have more than they thought possible. Yeah, you know, Tom, you made me think too of, the reality that so many of us, the things that there's a, a good quote, I don't know who said it and exactly how it was said, but the, the essence of that, the things that are, uh, that, that are easy for us, our mastery in essence, that, that expertise, those things usually feel like they come easy to us. They're not that big of a deal. And yet to somebody who does not have that ability, that skill, that knowledge, that awareness, it's a big deal. So we need to realize that we can often discount ourselves in an area of brilliance uh, to somebody else because it does come easy uh, for us. And man, I've spent, I've met so many people, Tom, I know you have too, who became a coach, became a consultant, a counselor, a guide even if we gave it that umbrella in some area, because they just found that people were asking them. And I've found it with things as, as much as carpentry skills, man, guys are always coming and asking me about, you know, carpentry skills. And finally I decided maybe I should pursue that arena. That's a great telltale sign. And that's how I have found, that's how my dad got involved in career counseling. That's how I got involved in business counseling. It's just the things that I found myself doing over a lunch table with guys time after time. And finally thought, Hmm, Maybe I should make a go of this. You are listening to The Ziggler Show in this episode for coaches, consultants, and counselors on the most challenging aspects of your business. Next, we hear from Amy, who asks how to scale from just one-to-one to groups so she can better scale her business. We'll jump right back in after I share some great products and services with you. Uh, here's an interesting one, Tom, Amy, Amy Van Slambrook, um, who is another, she posts just great stuff to our questions a lot. Her question, her interest is scaling from one to one to groups and doing uh, group sessions, both to be able to serve infinitely more people, but also to manage the toll one-on-one -on -one trauma takes on those of us who specialize in trauma, especially after this year. Um, that's interesting. It, you know, that's a unique thing. So she is working in trauma. I, I mentioned Hermine Stearman. She does a lot of grief therapy. That is weighty stuff. I mean, you can't just do those back after, uh, back to back all day long, you know, five days a week that take, it does takes its toll. So she's asking in that regard, though, even outside of that there, I have seen more group guidance, I guess, happening out here. Uh, I, well, that's not an area of expertise for me, Tom. I don't know if you do much go group coaching. I can answer that in one perspective. Uh, and I want to be really clear at, at Ziggler and our shoes to win coaching. Uh, we don't, we don't even pretend to do counseling. Counseling is a higher degree of education. Yeah. Uh, there's different licensing and things that go. And so a, a coach role is different than a counselor. And so I have an amazing amount of respect for counselors and therapists and psychiatrists who, who really get into kind of that, that, that deep work. Um, and so I can't, and, and when it gets that way, uh, we advise our, our coaches to say, hey, let me find somebody who, who you can talk to. Mm -hmm. 
and when it gets to that level, okay? Because we're talking about a little bit different strategy. But I can tell you this, uh, we have quite a few of our coaches who are doing group coaching. And, you know, to be transparent to everybody on the podcast, if you're a coach, uh, you know, we, you, you might have a coaching service that says, hey, I'll do, I'll do 12 sessions for you. And I'll just pull, I'll just pull a number out of the air. You might charge uh, for one-on-one coaching. You, that that investment might be three thousand dollars, and so you spend you know twelve sessions with them, and you do that over three months, once a week, and they pay you that. Well, a lot of times, either people aren't ready for that, or they may not have the finances for that. So you can do group coaching, and so you might have five or six people who come in, and instead of each paying three thousand, they each pay. Uh, three ninety nine or two ninety nine a month for three months, but now you've got six in the group. You're taking them through the same material, and they a lot of times get an amazing benefit. In fact, there's something to be said for a cohort. If five or six people are on this journey in life to improve themselves in all areas, and they're surrounded with other people on that same mission. It's amazing what happens. You can coach each one of them in the group format. They're each sharing their dreams, their goals, their visions. And all of a sudden, the accountability with the group actually increases the follow through of some of the people. So we've seen it work very well. It is very effective. And it's also a really good uh, profitable business model for both the coach and the customer, especially if financial capacity is limited because you're now uh, each session you're getting reimbursed for similar if you were if you were uh, charging what your normal fee is for a one on one. Yeah, you know I have done some advertising here on the show for um, uh, BetterHelp, which is an online uh, counseling service, and those have, of course, a lot of things in that arena have grown with the current pandemic and not being able to be face to face. But I think like many things, we're going to see a big growth continue, even if we were to come back to normal, which I don't know where any end in sight is for that or what that will look like. You know, to Amy's, my one experience with some group counseling was with a friend, he's a counselor, and he did it in the form of or format of an overcomers group, which is very similar to AA. Uh, but he called it that because he wanted to have people come in who were not just alcoholics. And so he did, but it gave him the opportunity then to make certain groups so he can have a trauma, a grief group. He can have an alcoholics. He can have an addiction group. He can have whatever and branch those off, but call them an overcomers group. And I think it took away some of the stigma that maybe people had issues with, with an actual, you know, AA or, or something of that nature. Uh, so, you know, to the branding and positioning, which we're going to talk a little bit about here shortly, uh, it's a big piece of that. I think when you're talking about a group as well, and obviously you're talking yeah, to a certain demographic, like you said, Tom, it may be a pricing issue or, you know, somebody like me, I'm not going to do a group. I want one-on-one. So I, I'm not going to, but there's a lot of people who are going to be a heck of a lot more comfortable in a group. They're going to be better served in that. Or as you said, it's just going to be a great stepping stone to get involved and then decide, you know, I do want to do a higher priced option. Well, speaker, speaking of price, Bonnie uh, Wagner Stafford, that's what she's asking about, Tom, is pricing. And uh, you know what? I'll just read hers and, and throw it to you. I've got thoughts on this, but I know you do too. Pricing is such a big issue in this. So she just simply says, figuring out how to leverage time and expertise, moving away from trading an hour for a, you know, an hour for a dollar and charging what I'm actually worth. Yeah, now this one is a big one. This one's huge, okay? And I'll, I'll just tell you straight up, um, you know what? Your worth is not what you charge. It's not. Imagine you coach somebody and they repair a relationship at home. What's the value of that? Yeah, that's good. Imagine you coach someone and they leave the handcuffs and the drudge, drudgery, drudgery job that they have and they go and create a path that's perfect for them and they call you up a year later and say, my whole life is different. What's the value of that? It's priceless. And so your mindset is always, I bring priceless value to my coaching. Nobody goes deeper. Nobody's more intense. Nobody asks the questions. Nobody's more bold. Nobody does anything like I do. 
And so your value is never what the dollar trade is. And so you've got to have that mindset and you should never hesitate to give the value, right? You never hesitate to do the extra. And where, where people, uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, one of our coaches, her name is Dusty Sternadel. She's from Wichita Falls, Texas, okay? So Wichita Falls, Texas, um, it's a smaller uh, community. And Kevin, I'm not really sure what the population is there, but I know it's under 100,000. I'm, I'm guessing like 60, 80,000. And it's about two hours from Dallas. And she started her coaching. Well, in less than six weeks, she got 34 coaching clients. And there was a coach in that community who called her up and said, what do you charge? And she told him. And he said, well, I'm a coach too. And you charge five times as much as I do. And she said, why? And he said, well, it's because it's a little town and people don't have money here. Let me just share with you Dusty's mindset. Her mindset was this community is underserved. They desperately need a coach that can help people achieve their dreams and goals. And so I don't have any competition. You see the two differences in mindset there? <laughs> One person's charging, I think he was charging 50 or $60 an hour and he couldn't get any clients. And the other one is charging a multiple of that and they're, they can't take anymore. What was the difference in mindset? Yeah. Everybody needs me versus nobody's going to want me. And so our mindset has to be in a place where we understand that our value is not what we charge. It's what the client receives and everywhere is filled with opportunity. It doesn't matter the size of the community that you live in. In fact, I think it's interesting. She likes to coach locally because of the other businesses that she has, but you don't have to coach locally. You can coach internationally. I have international clients. Yeah, you know, you, uh, so to Wichita Falls, I looked it up, 104,000, uh, pretty small. But you know what's interesting, Tom, uh, your doctor and my doctor, Randy James, has a medical practice. He's an MD, medical practice. He does not take insurance. He only takes cash and it's expensive. Uh, I know he got a new, uh, new patient came in yesterday. We, were, we met this morning. He was talking about it, came in yesterday and uh, wrote a check for five grand for a six month package that he's doing. I mean, it's a, it's a good amount. Uh, our tana, town has a uh, population of 7,700 people. Uh, now, granted, we have Colorado Springs, you know, down the mountain by uh, 20 miles or so, and we get some folks from there. But yeah, we often will, you find that so often, I mean, that's just consummate sales. Well, excuse, excuse, excuse. And we can generally overcome them. I mean, obviously there are some things that matter, but my goodness, we can, we can do that. But you know, to what, one thing with the pricing issue, Tom, that I have always seen is testimonies mean everything. And if you're a you know, coach without any testimonials, you need to get some, but you get some testimonials of the value you have, you have given somebody, even if you've, you're on your second person, you use that in your marketing. If you got them value, you are, you know, that, that's, that's what showcases what your worth is. Now I say that though, Tom, I'm going to throw this at you because when you have somebody come out, let's take a lawyer, for instance, you know, if I'm going to hire a lawyer and they're 50 bucks an hour and I'm going to question their value. They're 500 bucks an hour. I'm going to expect more. And if I want really good representation, I'm going for the higher price one. Now that makes sense all across, across the board with any type of coaching, consulting, the price that you put out there. If I'm looking for a business coach and they, you know, start off with a package of a thousand dollars or $10,000, I have different expectations. Now we can't though, especially start, we can't start out though saying, Hey, I want to be valued up here. I'm going to come out the gate at 10 grand, there does have to be some testimonial credibility behind you to point to that warrants that. And I think that there is a, you know, you're, you're going to jump up, you're going to start here and you're going to earn your way up here by your testimonials. I don't have some tangible scale for how to do that. And, you know, especially if you would speak to just the people starting out, Let's say a business coach starting out, a health coach starting out that wants to put themselves, I don't think that they can warrant if they've never done this and go out and be at the highest price of somebody who has a great track record. And yet if they underprice themselves, they're going to be undervalued. 
Yeah, you know, and there's always exceptions to everything. Uh, mm. I know people who uh, they they built number numerous businesses and sold them for millions of dollars, and they've coached people unofficially on the side, and then all of a sudden they say, "Hey, I want to be a coach," and people line up and pay them six figures, right? Because they've got a track record of success in the area that they're going to do coaching in, and then I know others who are just normal people who overcame a huge obstacle in their life. They dedicated themselves to coaching and they struggle and they struggle. And then all of a sudden, a few years later, six figures. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and they're coaching people who have these amazing track records. So what's the value they bring? They figured out how to get people to take action, to ask yeah. the right kind of questions. And so the right mindset is, Hey, if I don't know it, I can learn it. If I don't know it, I can learn it and I can help anyone. Okay. But if I don't believe I can help them, they're very quickly going to say, I don't think you can help me. And so our limiting belief has more to do with whether we can help someone or not. So when you believe with hundred percent conviction, you can help them and you've done the work and you put in the, you know, the time and the energy to learn how to do it, to ask the questions, you know, to, to dig in deep the, you know, the, the, <clears throat> the ability to, to generate that is powerful. Now let's look at what normally happens. People start learning, they start doing it on the side, they get some clients, they get some systems, they might come through a coaching program, they get, and then they start growing. And your belief a lot of times will grow as your success grows. But if your belief grows faster than your success, your success will always keep up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if your belief depends on your success, that's, when you got a little bit of a challenge because people buy that belief. And so one of the questions that I ask uh, coaches who, who were like, Hey, I want to do better. I'm like, okay, who's coaching you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, Good. I, I don't have money for a coach. Right. Oh, <laughs> dad called that cooking out of your own cookware. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love you that know, story. The story is real simple. Uh, dad was a sales manager selling stainless steel cookware, and there was a guy who had everything except for sales. He had the look, he had the talent, he could do a presentation, but he wasn't closing any sales. So dad set an appointment, goes to his house, and this was a single guy, and they're sitting in the kitchen, and dad looks over at the stove, and there's all this old rickety cookware, none of the cookware that the guy sold. And... He said to him, I know why you're not selling. And the guy said, why? He said, well, you don't believe in our product. He says, well, I believe in it. It's the best product in the country. He said, well, if you believed in it, you'd be cooking in it. It's not even here. Oh, well, I'm going to buy that as soon as I make some sales. And dad said, no, you need to go ahead and invest in it now. Because when you do that and your prospect says, well, I really want this, but this, this, and this, You'll be able to look them in the eye in conviction and say, hey, you need to go ahead and get it. It's, it's never going to be the perfect time. You'll never regret this. So the guy buys the cookware on credit and his sales took off mm -hmm. because the belief changed. Now, effective coaching is primarily about mindset, right? If I can change and impact the mindset, if I can help somebody get the right mindset in the coaching process who I'm coaching, then they're going to be successful. Well, if the coach doesn't have the right mindset, oh my gosh. Yeah. That's a challenge. That is a challenge. I'll tell you what, I want to, I want to take the opportunity on that note, Tom, to uh, call, make a call out to those folks who are in network marketing, uh, multi-level marketing. There are a lot of them who are in it and we've all met them who are in it for the opportunity. It is a brilliant business structure, sales structure. It, it is brilliant. But we've often at times had somebody come in and they are more interested in the business opportunity than the actual product. And if it wasn't for that, they wouldn't even be consumers of the product. I'm telling you, if you're in that position, don't be. And if you're ever thinking about it, don't be. You represent a product or a service that you would do regardless outside of the business opportunity. Then when you go in, you'll be successful at selling it. And that's who I see by far and large. I'm sure everybody has possibly met or heard of somebody who did not have great integrity and they were just going out. They're the kind of people who would sell, you know, ice to an Eskimo because they're not moral and ethical. But for the most part, people who I've seen who are long-term successful in network marketing are people who believe in that product. 
so I put that out there. And one more thing on the pricing, I'll tell you over so many years, the people who I have bottom line C have the hardest time with with valuing themselves and having decent pricing are people who have done it for free and especially in ministry situations 501c situations and they feel guilty god love you for feeling guilty for charging for your service uh, and yet on the opposite side, and I grew up with this, I had a dad who coached and he would do that at church. He would do it for free or do it uh, cheaper. And he finally realized the folly in that because he says, those people don't value it. It's the, when I charge them is when they take full advantage of the investment. So he said, if I don't want the money and I want to give it to charity, I am charging the person no matter what, because it's best for them to be charged. And then back to just what you said, Tom, I love that. What is the value you're providing? You're an executive coach, Tom. You have helped guys go out, guys and gals go out and make an extra multi-millions of dollars in a year. I, wouldn't you like to have 10% of the, I bet you didn't get 10% of what they earned off the counsel you gave them. So the value is huge. And then you had to come back to a relational thing or an addiction or, or, or anything of that nature. What's the value? It's huge. And to give that credibility is dramatic. Um, all right. Pricing. Okay. It's, that's huge. So there's a book that I read <clears throat> recently twice. Uh, in fact, I'm looking it up on Audible. <clears throat> Uh, it's called The Prosperous Coach, oh. and it's by Steve Chandler and, and uh, Rich Litvin. It is a fantastic book, and it deals specifically with mindset, with what do you charge, with how do you how do you build a successful coaching practice. Uh, and I really like what it teaches. It's 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 a it's a it's a great playbook. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, okay, I want more resources, it's called The Prosperous Coach. Uh, they have it on Audible. It's fantastic. So I'm looking here on Facebook, Tom, on the on the live Facebook uh, deal here, and Chad Porter. He says, "Tom taught me a long time ago that if you don't charge for your services, you will not reach very many people. You will have to have another job doing something else, and you will coach." Uh, to inspire on the side and more people need to hear your message and just part time. It's okay to prosper. Uh, now, and I, gosh, my guess is the people who do something and it is their offering, it is their tithe and they don't want to charge it. Please, I am not, I'm not dissing you. And there, there are great things there, but by far and large, I have seen that people don't value it as much when it's not, when there's not a cost, not an investment. And then if this is something where you're trying to earn your livelihood here, uh, I'll tell you, that's another point you make, you need to make enough to support you and the more abundant you are financially, the better you will help people. That's more, more psychology on that. This is good, Tom. Very good. Cindy uh, Wallace Sipes. Her issue is legitimacy. She says there are so many non-schooled people out there calling themselves life coaches that many people laugh or roll their eyes when they hear life coach. How life coaches are portrayed on TV and movies is usually not flattering either. It was really hard to find people who go through the process who are willing to leave reviews because they are made fun of or seen or for seeing a life coach. Thankfully, I have a couple of past clients that don't feel this pressure. Getting people in the door with the preconceived notion that that uh, what's what's out there, or, you know, what value I have is is difficult. That is true, man. That goes back to I always think of the realtors. You know, you can anybody can get a realtor license. And you know the person, and then the average, I think back when I was involved in real estate, the average income for a realtor nationwide was like $2,000. Now, of course, I know people who are making $2 million in real estate and they were incredible, but as a realtor, you can't really, a license is a license. You don't get a better license or get something that showcases that you've, it's not like a, a medical degree or something like that. Same thing with coaching. And that's, you mentioned that a minute ago in regards to counseling. Counseling, you've got to have certain, what, licensures, degrees, whatever. Uh, you don't. Anybody can call it. And, if, and interestingly enough, and I'm, uh, I, I have no problem admitting it, uh, you know, when she talks about coaching, the coaching consulting I've, I've done, I have not one minute of formal education to my name beyond barely making it out of high school. Uh, now I have a lot of life experience and I had value that I gave to people that they testified to. And that's what allowed me to be very successful at business coaching and consulting. But let's just say having the chops to do that, but she's right. I mean, you can go out there and you can get, it's amazing the degrees, the licensures, the certifications that you can get 
And it doesn't say anything to your actual ability. You just were able to pass that and get the piece of paper. And so proving logistics, so if she's asking that, how do I, as a life coach, prove to a degree your legitimacy? Of course, I'm going to go back to testimonials. Yeah. And I'll tell you what we do. Um, and, and so whether you're a part of the Ziegler choose to win or, or not, you can, you can take these five points and you can use them to help build your own practice. Cause you know what, <laughs> there aren't enough good coaches out there. I'm just going to tell you right now, the world is in desperate need yeah. of people who know how to coach. I will say this. I think there are more coaches who, who struggle to build a business and find clients than then there are coaches who just aren't very good uh, at coaching, right? Because, you know, how do you know if you're good or not until you get some, some, some people to coach? So here are the five things that we talk about. First, number one is you got to be the right person. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? That means a servant's heart. That means that you have to have in your background, you've overcome something, you understand in, in the needs that others have. You're focused on them and serving them. You've got to have this desire, this calling to help other people be, do, and have more. And that drives you to hold yourself personally accountable to delivering the best you can every single time. It doesn't mean this. It doesn't mean that you landed your plane on the Hudson or you were a celebrity or a billionaire, right? Or wrote a best-selling book. That's not what is required to be a good coach. In fact, a lot of the people who say, I'm a great coach because of this, they're not great coaches, they're not because they don't know that coaching is not about you. It's about the other person. So number two is you got to have the right program. You got to have material based on truth and the understanding of how that impacts that you walk people through in the discovery process. When they say to you, Hey, I want to achieve this. I want to do this. I want to grow here. Here's a roadblock. You've got to help them uncover that material. And so you've got to have a program or, or material that will help in that area. Three, you got to have the right process. Coaching is a process. You've got to know where you are in the conversation at all times. You've got to know what's going on, the steps that you've got to take, the growth steps that are there. And so we teach a process. And for anybody who is getting started in this, gosh, you got to, number four is you got to have the right support. You got to, you got to have a, you got to have a coach. You've got to have a mentor. You got to have a group of people who've already been there and done that. And when you get stuck, you call them. (laughs) I'm working with so-and-so. I don't know what to do now. What do I do? Right. You've got to have that. And so we build that in, we provide the support. And the, and the fifth one is you got to have the right business systems because let's face it, you know, if if you don't know how to market, if you don't know how to manage your time, if you don't know how to put together the infrastructure of a basic Uh, business it's difficult right it's it's difficult and and you don't and you know we'll talk about marketing in a second but by far and away the best way to market is one-on-one referral word of mouth and testimonial but there's a way to do that too right there's wisdom and strategy in that well how do you get those (laughs) you you bring so much value and the people you work with grow so much that they can't help but tell you people like them who might benefit from this service. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's, there's a, to the, to the certifications, you know, Susie Bradley says this, I know Susie, she says, I agree on legitimacy. I just posted about something on this. There are life coaching programs for 25 bucks out there. And she says the company I got my certification with after years of sharing and working with others has ongoing resources, training, incredible support. It's a wonderful service to offer to so many in need. But that is the frustrating thing. And I've seen a lot of people be bitter about the fact that here they are trying to provide this service. And somebody over here with a $25, you know, coaching program or whatever is trying to showcase the same thing. And which I get it, but there's no room to be bitter about it. You've got to go out there and you've got to do business well. And that's where we can get into you know, marketing. One thing on the legitimacy, and I'm going to use the word credibility that we need to showcase. That is our biggest, one of our biggest commodities out there is you can borrow credibility. If nobody knew me at all, but I knew Tom Ziegler and Tom Ziegler had testimony to my acumen in a certain area, let's say business coaching. And he came out 
and said, you know what? And gave me a testimonial. Kevin Miller knows business. He knows people. He can help guide you, you know, yada, yada. That's credibility right there that you cannot buy. There's no amount of money you can buy that will get you that. And, you know, to that, going through a, and I mentioned I've had not one minute of formal, now I'm talking about traditional education, college, university, uh, yada, yada. I grew up going to Dale Carnegie classes with my dad, going to Zig Ziglar conferences with my dad. And I have gone through Ziglar Legacy Certification. And I, now I currently don't have my shingle out to offer coaching or consulting, but if I did, that certification would be right there. That gives proof through somebody we know has credibility. And I'm going to source that, uh, in a big way. So those things are of value to go to a, of course I'm, I'm heavily biased to Ziegler and to have that certification that holds weight with people because of the brand of Ziegler. It's not the only one out there. There are others there, but I'm going to take those personally in this arena. I'm going to give those more value than the degree that you show me that you paid for and passed the test to get from whatever university or college out there that doesn't really tell me a whole lot about your actual Again, to use that word acumen uh, out there. Well, so to marketing, Tom, uh, and we had a lot of people, Kevin Crow, he said lead generation, Wade Mains, finding new clients. Uh, Susie says, you know, that lead generation for her company. And I want to point this out, Tom, let me, if I can, I'm going to read this real quick and then we can, we can end on this uh, note of talking about marketing and lead generation. But I really like what Susie showcases it because it kind of goes back to what we just talked about with credibility. She says, uh, her, I, I, she says, I'm concerned about or interested in lead generation for my company, essentially fit. And she's in the health and wellness arena, uh, from going from the lead generation to the actual consultation. I'm a certified life and wellness coach with the company. I'm bursting to share this amazing framework with so many in need. I have my social media in, in place, uh, my branding in place. Uh, I'm a, I'm, she says, I'm a huge fan of, of what I'm doing here. I've got you know links and clear paths to coaching. I've got all the platforms. Everything's there. And yet we all remember the old film, right? Uh, uh, build it and they will come. What was the movie? Uh, Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. Build it and they will come. You know, it just doesn't work in this arena. Now, if you have a brand new fancy Italian restaurant and you put it at the right location and people drive by and see it, you might build it and they might come and that might work. In this arena, how many people put up a website? Nobody's going to know about it until you get some exposure and then you have to play the game right and this is what gets into best business practices i always want to be the exception and in this format i never have been you just i i have had so many great opportunities ideas that have not done well or struggled at the forefront where we've had to go back and recraft in essence the front face of what we're showcasing because if you do it wrong doesn't matter how good you are how much you want to help people how much you have in place uh, you've got to do the work at the front end. And, and it's frustrating. It's frustrating when you see somebody who doesn't have, again, that word acumen, credibility that you have, legitimacy that you have, and they succeed because they did a better job at marketing. I'm so sorry. It's just the flat out reality. What do you say, Tom? <laughs> Amen. Uh, I'm not a big fan of just blanket social media marketing. Yeah. Uh, unless you have a brand that people already identify with that, right? I mean, it's just, it's just hard. Um, you know, there are definitely funnels and streams and websites and all that stuff. And, and you can do it right. And it might give you a little bit of an edge, uh, but I've literally, I found nothing uh, for somebody who, who is starting their own practice. It's, it's a new venture for them. They're wanting to go better than your inner circle, the people you know, the power of who, as Bob Bodine says. And, and so how do you get the word out? You start crafting the vision, the purpose, why you're doing it, who you help. You get real clarity on, on what makes you unique. And, you know, one of the things that we talk about, there's a, there's a powerful, uh, what I call a three-legged stool that I see often. And it's people who do these three things. They they can do a great, they may not see themselves as a public speaker. They don't necessarily want to go and have a speaking career, but they can go and deliver a 20 or 30 minute presentation that 
speaks to the problems that everybody faces. Mm -hmm. And usually it's like this, hey, here's my story. This is what happened in my life. This is how I had to deal with it. Somebody came into my life. They gave me this new information. I went on this journey and, and I was able to overcome and solve these problems, right? So that's like the, like, like the first thing. Well, if you can speak that and in that presentation, talk about other people who you've helped along the way and let people know that you also work with people one-on-one, a few people one-on-one, then that's a great way to get leads, but it gets your message out. And so now you've got this presentation, you, you're a coach. And the third leg of that stool is some credibility, either association with uh, an organization like Ziegler, or you've written a book, or you produce some white papers, or you've done the extra work to really put your mark onto something. A book is a, is a great thing. So what does your book do? And it doesn't have to be a big published expensive, you know, 400 page manuscript. I mean, it can be, it can, it, you know, it, it can just be a, a powerful piece of the way that you look at the world, your process for overcoming challenges and growing and moving forward. So what am I really saying? Well, I'll give you an example of what I'm saying. Uh, you know, a lot of our, we do a lot of videos and, and, and with our choose to win coaches and they use them to post on social media and everything. And I say, you know, uh, in your own in your own page, you know it's it's better to have a simple post that says, uh, "Gosh, you know, I, has a coach ever impacted you?" If show comment below, okay, and and you you try to get some dialogue going, and then you do one on one conversations with them. You call and work with people one on one as much as possible, and so let's just say that somebody says, uh, "Yeah, you know, a coach changed my life in this regard." Blah blah blah. And then, then at that point, you can say, hey, take a look at this. And you can put in your 30-second, your 90-second uh, little video testimonial that says, hey, take a look at this. These are the three things that I like to do. What do you think about it? So what have you done? You've entered into a conversation around a subject that you can help with. Now, they may or may not uh, be a prospect, but what might happen is – they might know somebody who is, and they're like, oh, wow, I'm glad you said that. You work with, you, you specialize in young women who are just starting their career. Wow, you know what? My best friend's daughter is struggling right now. She doesn't know where to stay, where she is, or jump ship and go to another business. Fantastic. And then you can share. Well, you know what? Uh, tell me more about this young lady. And you dig in and you find as much as you can. And just say something like this. Hey, because I know you, uh, I would love to give that young lady a complimentary session. So why don't you, you know, and this is, how, this is what I do. Just invite her to call me. Right. And so you've drawn somebody in. They see the value that they bring. And now they're your advocate in that situation. Mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a very powerful thing. The other thing, Kevin, that we do at Ziegler that's a little bit different, I don't know of anybody else that's doing this, is there are a lot of people who wanna be coached, but they don't know what it means, or they've had a bad experience, yeah. right? Like we talked about earlier. And so we do complimentary free webinars. And we'll actually, we'll go through the wheel of life. We'll do the, this, you know, We'll do a goal setting program, 90 minutes long, where people get a roadmap for achieving their goals. And then at the end of it, we'll say, hey, some of you might be interested in some help, a coach that would walk beside you, ask you the questions. And if that's you, then here's a link and, and we'll do a complimentary session with you, okay? So you give a lot of value, a lot of education, and then the call to action in that isn't sign up for my coaching, the call to action is, hey, let's see if we're a fit for each other. And in that strategy session, which is a whole nother, uh, you know, discussion, when I, when I don't have time to go in on the podcast, but we teach a specific strategy question that highlights the dreams that that person has, the challenges that they face if they stay and do nothing. And we identify what we call the gap, right? <laughs> we all have a gap. If, if you've never played golf and you want to break 80, you have a gap between 
no skill knowledge, no personal experience, don't even know what club to buy and getting to 80. Who can bridge that gap? A professional PGA coach, teacher can bridge that gap for you. So how do you get to 80? Well, you can take 10 years and do it real slow and wrong and probably get hurt, or you can go see a pro and maybe do it in a year or six months. So that's what a coach does is they bridge the gap. So one of the things that we do is we will have these big webinars where we teach value. Everybody, all the customers come, they come for free. And then our coaches will send their prospects to these webinars. Hey, check this out. This might be perfect for you. So there's very low pressure that person. And then at the end, if they raise their hand and say, yeah, I'm interested in a coach. Well, we know who sent them. And so we give that lead back to our coach. And so that's how we partner. So when I say support, if you're just getting started, when I say support, that's one of the things that we mean. Oh, and the next level, let's say that that person that they invite says, yes, I want a, I want a strategy session. If you want, if you're one of our coaches, we'll do that strategy session with you. We'll help you. Well, I want to address something real quick here on, uh, I'm seeing on Facebook, uh, Sanja, she says, I love Zig Ziglar, first motivational speaker I ever heard growing up. But she says, she's talking to me. Isn't that comment uh, a little biased? Something I said to Zig Ziglar program being the only program that I would recognize as a credible program. Boy, I, I misspoke if that's what came out. It absolutely is not. I, Tom, I don't know. We could make a list. I don't know how many pages of credible programs for coaching, business coaching and, and whatnot on outside of Ziggler. A lot of them who came from Ziggler and are now providing that as well. But my goodness, no, there are so many out there. Ziggler is definitely not that one. And even Ziggler is not the right fit for every single person. And that's what I would say as you're looking for coaching in any arena, obviously you're going to vet them for, you know, we went back to the term of credibility uh, to find success, to find testimonials. Today you can get generally a lot of social proof. Obviously, if you go to somebody's website and they say, hey, this is what I do. This is what I'm great at. Um, you know, they're singing their praises. Well, obviously they can put that on there. They can even put on testimonials. Most people these days, you can go to social media, Facebook, Instagram. You can go to Trustpilot. You can go to uh, all these different arenas and find real uh, real testimonials from people out there that are unbiased and unconnected. But then back to that too, also what fits you? And, you know, there's going to be some people who want a different flavor than what Ziggler provides. I mean, Zig, you talk, Tom, about Ziggler as a family. It's very heartfelt. Uh, somebody said that. As a matter of fact, Kenneth O'Neill, he said, Tom Ziggler communicates with heart. He understands effective communication is a contact sport. And you might have somebody who wants a different scenario. They don't want one that's a little, that's quite that intimate. Honestly, you can find somebody who wants coaching in a different format. So, you know, to what Sonia said, no, Ziggler is not the only credible program out there. And, and I would be remiss if I was to showcase that. I am biased, no doubt, uh, for sure. But no, there are great programs out there. And I would tell anybody to vet some of those before they made a decision with anyone. 100%. Yeah, so let me... Uh... <laughs> Let me say this. Uh, was it Sanja? Was that the S-O-N-J-A, Sanja? Yeah. Yeah. So Sanja, let me let me just share this with you. Uh, because you're you are right on. I've coached uh many clients and I've got one uh, individual we're going on four years. <clears throat> and I've had some people that I coached for half a year. That was kind of the minimum engagement and they moved on. And so when they when they say, Hey Tom, I'm done, you know what my question is? <laughs> it's Who's your next coach? Yeah. I believe so strongly in coaching that you should always have a coach. The top 1% in every area are out there. People come all the time and uh, they say, well, what do you think of so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so? And if I don't know them, I'll say, hey, I don't really know them. If I do know them, I'll, you know, most of the time it's, 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 it's well-known names. I'll say, and they're fantastic. Kevin, I remember I was in a, uh, uh, in an executive uh, training room. Okay. So this was like a corporate uh, building and, and I was in their headquarters and there was this big training room and they had all these amazing training programs on, you know, in the shelves, like all of our competitors. And the person there was like, uh, so which one of these is the best? 
And I said, the one you use. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so... So that's another thing. You know, uh, I do believe that our our combination, our philosophy, the way we go out and do it, I think all of these things uh, kind of add together to make ours what I think is the best in the world. But yeah, uh, there are so many great ones out there. So your biggest your biggest mistake isn't saying no to one; it's saying no to all. So make sure as you look at these opportunities that you go out there. Sandra says, I have a coach for myself and I'm a master coach. Okay. So Sonia, I am giving you the high five right here. And just based on that answer right there, I know that your heart is to make a difference in the lives of other people. Yep. Hey, Tom, I do have a couple, just a couple extra things on the aspect of marketing. You know, we mentioned social media. I think that one gets far too much expectation uh, these days. And sometimes people's social media is their close circle. And if you're a new coach and you're newly coming into this coach consultant, you may not have credibility with people that know you. And I see that it sounds disappointing, like they should be the ones encouraging you, but they may not have seen testimony to what you can do yet. And so I understand that. And if they're hesitant to be great proponents of you, you know, someday when you are successful, when you reach that, they will be proud to tout your value. But yeah, to watch out on how much you expect social media uh, to help you with the people that you think you know. Now to what you said though, Tom, man, the, that having a golden Rolodex of the right people, that is my number one. Absolutely. In business, what has been my primary marketing uh, success? What, what venue, what platform? And it is borrowing the credibility and the audience of someone else. Case in point, uh, I'm, here, I'm here with The Ziggler Show. Who knew of me? before the Ziegler show. Some people did with my dad in 48 days and I had a business that was successful and I had a podcast that was successful, but on a smaller scale. What do I have now? But it, how, how much did I have to prove and earn to get to that spot? But it was great. Who did I sell myself to? You, Tom. I sold myself to you. That's one person, man. That's better than a thousand people, but I, I had to do the work to do that. And through that, what does my platform look like now? It's significant. And as you know, and, and people don't know that yet, but I have a platform coming out and I've got another podcast now and it's been tremendous. But to keep that in mind, to look at who do you know who has credibility, who has an audience who you can get in and gain credibility with that can give you an opportunity. And people are going to hear that and go, well, not everybody has that. I know it's, an, it's amazing to me. If I look on the bookshelf behind me, how many people, when you get down to the root issue of where did you get your opportunity, it came from a relationship or a few relationships that they nurtured and they gained credibility. Very few of them came with built something and then went out and just did huge marketing. Very few. The, the people I know who are doing huge marketing, they're doing it now after they've already had success. But where did their initial opportunity come from? It came from selling themselves to a person, to an organization, to uh, somebody who had an audience and getting an opportunity. And, and to the aspect we talked about free, uh, I'll never forget a guy named Kent Julian. And he is a, uh, he, he coaches people on speaking. Uh, actually, but long time ago, he talked about, he said, I will never coach for free, but I will coach. Or he said, I did initially for a testimonial. He says, big difference there. He says, okay, I'll, I'll do this for you. I'm, you know, I'm new at this. I'll do this. I'll do this and try to provide value. If I provide value, I want a testimonial and I'd really like some promotion, some exposure from you. And that is valuable as well. And providing your services to places. I know a lot of people, of course, you and I are in a faith-based community a lot, Tom. And I've seen a lot of people provide something to a church, to, uh, to do something for the church, to do something uh, for a Sunday school class, business coaching, health coaching, whatever it may be, finance coaching. We've got a lot of people with Dave Ramsey who have gotten their start in churches. That's a great place to provide people with value who are invested, at least they sign up for the class or something, and to show what you can do and to have them become paying clients or to have them refer then 
paying clients as you grow your business. So, you know, we could talk on marketing, of course, all day long. People want to know, you know, about, about Facebook ads and Google ads and what about advertising here or there? And that's an endless discussion. And I think we're back and you said it a minute ago, Tom, what the, what's the, the best place to make those sales starting out is finding some people who believe in you word of mouth and it's going to start small. If you think you're going to come out there and just spend some marketing dollars and go out on Facebook or whatnot, I just, I just don't have many success stories from people starting out there. They usually found a connection. They found a relationship that gave them the opportunity to showcase what they do and to provide what they do. And, and that right there, where can you provide your service to the people who need you? Where are, where is your audience? Because there are specific groupings, whether it's online or in person and different, different organizations and businesses, there's places where you can find those people where they conglomerate and you can get through to them. Uh, yeah, this whole topic of coaching, we could do multiple shows just on the marketing. It is a big deal, but I think we've covered some of the main, I think we've covered some of the main pillars, Tom. Yep. Yep. Well, as always, it's just great, great, uh, comments from people. I'm so grateful to what makes these shows, these Q and a shows that we do so rich, Tom, it's a great thing. Uh, and, and I'll have, I'll have said this throughout in some of the ad spots there, but obviously, yeah, we do have a lot of belief in the choose the win coaching that you can do with Tom Ziegler and you can find it at zieglershow.com slash C T W. All right, folks. Great being with you, Tom. Always a blessing. Thanks, Kevin. Be blessed. Well, there you go, friends. Just highlights on the business side of coaching, consulting, and counseling. And as Tom said, the world needs more of you. Coming up in episode 819, it's impossible till it's done. You know, wonderful movies and stories of our time are made from people who achieve something which seemed impossible, either for themselves or for anyone viewing them. I mean, the best stories then are, are really the ones that are actually true, which we have a lot. History is littered with such feats. Well, how about you? Have you done something you or others once thought was impossible? Or do you dream of achieving something that you feel is impossible and unreasonable for you? Well, this show is just about that. Andy Andrews is my guest. Andy, a lot of you guys are going to know him very well, but he's the author of more than 25 books, several of which are New York Times bestsellers, including The Traveler's Gift and The Noticer. ABC's Good Morning America named The Traveler's Gift one of the five books you must read in your lifetime. Andy's spoken at the request of four different presidents of the United States. He's coached our nation's special operations command for eight years. He's been part of nine college football national championship teams in a row. He works as a consultant to Fortune 500 companies, small businesses. Sometimes entire communities hire him to create a starting point for extraordinary results. Well, his newest book is called Just Jones. Tagline, sometimes a thing is impossible until it's actually done. And it's released September 8th, 2020. A New York Times reporter recently wrote, Andy Andrews has quietly become one of the most influential people in America, which that's what I testify to. And to me, Andy's just an incredible guy with an incredible story. He writes incredibly intriguing fiction with a point such as the point of his latest book, uh, Just Jones, about doing something that seems impossible, again, until it's actually done. A key point we discuss in this show together is Andy stating, what most folks lack is perspective, a broader view. I find it true for myself and others. We so often have a narrow view of what is and what is not possible. And Andy really showcases that in this intriguing book. Uh, this is, is why Andy, he, again, he's cited by some of the world's elite as a professional noticer. He believes we can all become such. Matter of fact, if you buy Andy's book, Just Jones, from Amazon or anywhere and send the receipt or a screenshot to Andy at andyandrews.com, he'll give you access to his four-hour program, Becoming a Noticer. So you're going to get a lot out of this show coming up next. Till then, folks, thank you as always for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together. 